First off, welcome everybody and to those at home praying with us the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We welcome you too as we join together as a family for the highest prayer that we can offer. And uh, this gospel is a, is a beautiful one and it's a very um, important one as Catholics, as believers. And um, it, really, it really comes more alive when you travel to this location where this gospel took place. And uh, I was able to do that several years back to what, we, what Matthew tells us in the gospel, the region of Caesarea Philippi. And that's in northern Israel, just south of the Syrian border. It's in a region called the Golan Heights. They make wine up there. It's a beautiful area. And um, just a little history on that, on, that, on that site where Jesus speaks to those first apostles and asks this important question today. And obviously Peter reveals a beautiful answer. Just picture this, if you can visualize this, and I, I, would, I would ask you to maybe take this with you the, the whole week just for this visualization of the point maybe trying to be made in this gospel today. Jesus is in the center with his, with his uh, apostles, right in the center. There's a cave right behind him uh, in the rock. And then on his left and his right, there's a temple dedicated to a Greek god. On his left, I believe it was, and on his right, there's a temple dedicated to the Roman Emperor Augustus. So it's right, it's right in the midst of these two pillars of that time period, and it went on for many years, and those temples were still there for a few centuries after Christ. But eventually they, they crumbled. So there are two, we could say, small g gods that, that crumble, or ideologies or philosophies that eventually collapse. And Jesus stands right in the middle of that those two, two gods, and says, who do you say that I am? He asks them this very important question. Who do you say that I am? And Peter responds and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood. So his own strength, he wasn't able to say that, but by my heavenly father. So it's by God's grace, by the Holy Spirit that com comes upon Peter, that he's able to make this profession of faith and say, you are God. You are God. So, so that's a question 2,000 years ago that Jesus posed to those first disciples and apostles, but it's also a question that it's got to be part of our daily life. Not a one-time only that I say Jesus is Lord, Jesus is my Savior, Jesus is my sanctifier, but not only once, but every single day that we also are approached by the Lord and ask that question. There's a beautiful series out there that we use for our RCA class um, called the Alpha Series, and it's basically an introduction to Christianity. And they do a very good job, and they make all these different videos about the faith or about Christianity. And in one of those videos, it, it asks, who is Jesus? Basically that question, what Jesus asked right in the beginning, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And he proposes this, this question to people, um, the cameraman and the, the people running the show, they, they propose this question to all people in different walks of life. And, and the responses are, are, are very revealing and they're very interesting. So when they ask that question, who is Jesus to you? Here's some of the responses. Some say he's a cool dude. Some say he's a good teacher who gives good advice. That's true, that's good. Some say he's a good athlete. I don't know of any evidence of Jesus playing sports, but some, some people said, I'm not sure. Some people said, I don't think he ever existed. And my favorite one is when they just ask and the young man says, um, um, I don't know. 
who Jesus is. And this is very revealing of what's going on in our society and our culture today. And it might sometimes be in our hearts. We can't truly, truly, in the depths of our heart, answer that question like Peter did and said, you are Lord, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, you are the Lord of my life. It can be a challenge at times. But the important thing I think it is, what, what Jesus is to us, whatever we say in our life, who Jesus is, that shapes everything about our life. So how we love, how we suffer, how we enact justice in our society and with people in our lives, how, how we embrace and look at morality, all those things, whatever we say who Jesus is in our life, if he's just one person among another, if he's just one cool dude among another in the world, it's very easy to re- live relativistic. We can live whatever way we want. But if he is truly God, if he is truly God, we have to accept his authority and give everything to him. I would propose as, as we... As you visualize that, think about that. We're, we're, we're all surrounded by different things in our life that are plaguing us left and right. So we got a pandemic, we got a divided nation right now with um, you know, different things going on. And Jesus stands right in the middle and asks each one of us, who do you say that I am? In the midst of that, in the midst of any suffering that anybody's going through in their life, any anxiety, worry, those on our left and right, Jesus stands right in the middle and says, who do you say that I am in your life? In the midst of, you know, there's a lot of heated debates right now. There's going to be more heated debates in the fall, Republican, Democrat, left, right. Jesus stands right in the middle, though, and says, who do you say that I am? Are we putting so much attention on these other things that surround us? A lot of things that can be very good, of course, but some things we put too much attention, too much time and they become small g gods in our life, and we don't answer the question correctly when Jesus asks us, who do you say that I am? It's a, it's a beautiful question. It's an important question, again, that shapes our whole life. I, w- I would just encourage us with this, a couple little things. That obviously, I, I mean, I believe deep down in my heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior. I believe with all my all my heart that I can say what Peter said, that uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I can say that, and I can tell everybody that. But how do we take that message of what we say every week, we're going to profess in just a moment, what the priests talk about, how do we take that from our head to our heart and really live that out day in and day out? I would just give a couple things for encouragement so we can be more convicted in our faith. And number one, number one I would just say that It's very important to realize that Jesus has the words of eternal life. Okay? There's there's no other religious figure in history that's walked on the face of the planet. Maybe there's some people that just came around and just said, yeah, I'm the one to follow. But no other mainstream religious leader came upon the face of the earth and claimed that he was God. This is very important. So Buddha, when he showed up on the face of the earth, he said, I had a path to follow. Muhammad said, I have a revelation that I received I want to share with you. Confucius said, I have good moral teachings that I want to give you to live a balanced life. But no one did what Jesus did and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He took the divine name, I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the gate. I am the bread of life. 
I am one with the Father. He did that 14 times in the Gospel of St. John, we're told, where Jesus takes on the divine name and says that he's God. And he not only said it, but he proved it too. He rose Lazarus from the dead. No other person has done that. He changed bread and he multiplied bread and fish to feed thousands. He calmed the seas. He walked on the seas. He healed people by just the touch of his finger. He said and did what only God can do. He has the words of eternal life. Second thing I would say is that we're, we're, we're lacking a ton of trust among people nowadays and among leaders and all this stuff nowadays. And when we lack trust among people, just with general things of life, I think we lack trust in the people that have gone before us in the faith sometimes. But I, I think this is so important. As people of faith, as Catholics, as Christians, we trust those beautiful witnesses that have gone before us in the faith. So all the martyrs, the saints, the, the men, the women, the religious, the rich, the poor, the famous, all those people that have gone before us have gone through the struggles of life, but still have professed Jesus as Lord of their life. And they've died for that. On their deathbed, they say that, Jesus, I trust in him. I put everything in his hands. So we trust. That, that, that helps us. That encourages us. That helps us to be more convicted in saying, Jesus is Lord of my life. The witnesses that have gone before us, trust them. Trust them. And then lastly, I would just say so beautifully in the gospel today, as Peter makes that profession of faith, he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What does Jesus say to Peter? He says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. You and I, there's so many uncertainties in this world right now. There's so many difficulties. There's so many challenges that each one of us face. There's so many different pillars on our left and our right that are plaguing us for our time, bowing for our, or being for our time and our attention. But Jesus, this is so important that in our, our Catholic faith, our beautiful Catholic faith, it's tangible. Jesus provides for us in this challenging journey through the church, through a beautiful gift to the church. Sometimes I hear that, well, why did you, you ask the question, why did Jesus come? And people say, to die for us. Yes, that's very important. But he also, the whole time when he, ministered, when he was on walking the face of the earth, he talked so much about building and establishing an ecclesia, a church, so that he could be with us all the time, give us help, give us guidance, give us grace. Every time we celebrate a sacrament, baptism, Holy Communion, confirmation, reconciliation, the Holy Spirit shows up and provides grace for us. That's important for us who are strive to say with conviction that Jesus is Lord of my life. We need grace to do that, just like Peter. Let's ask the Lord today as we celebrate this holy sacrifice of the Mass, as Jesus is in our presence, he's in our midst today, he's going to be in our midst tomorrow, the next day, every day this week, every day moving forward. Let's ask him for the grace that you and I can convictedly say with St. Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are God. I need you. I'm going to make you the Lord in the center of my life.